Welcome to another episode of Insects for Dummies, where we cover lots of unique information every Tuesday on some of the world's most interesting animals. Today, we'll be talking about how insects are used to solve crime. Let's start by taking a look at the exact definition of forensic entomology, because it's not what you might be thinking. Forensic entomology at its core is the study of insect biology, specifically in relation to societal problems that need to be resolved through legal proceedings. Okay, now that we have the bland definition cleared up, let's dive into the three different subfields of forensic entomology, starting with urban forensic entomology. Urban forensic entomology focuses specifically on possible litigations between private parties, landlords, and exterminators. Usually someone in this field must also be knowledgeable about toxicology and the usage of pesticides. Some classic examples for a case study in this field would be the appearance of bedbugs or cockroaches in a medical facility or hospital. Obviously, these kinds of insects should not be in these types of buildings especially bedbugs in a hospital, which is cause for a lawsuit when hospitals are supposed to be keeping you safe and clean. The second subfield is stored product forensic entomology, which is somewhat self-explanatory. This one aims at cases revolving around food contamination or having products be destroyed due to an infestation of an unwanted insect. And of course, this would mostly revolve around food industries, or other forms of businesses where the product's condition is grounds for a lawsuit. The final and most interesting form of forensic entomology is of course medico-legal forensic entomology. This involves crime scenes, dead bodies, and all forms of arthropods that inhabit a person once they die. In this subfield, it's important to look at the different species of insects and the different stages of their development to help piece together the time frame of the incident. For example, flies are one of the first insects to come onto the scene after a body starts decaying, followed by beetles, so someone can surmise the time of death based on how developed the fly larvae are or what species of flies and if beetles are currently inhabiting the body. Today, many cases are solved with the help of forensic entomology especially ones where 72 hours or more have elapsed since the victim's death. But using insects to help solve murder cases is not something new. Let's take a look into the history and evolution of forensic entomology. This journey begins in 1247 China, when a lawyer by the name of Sung Tzu was writing a book on criminal investigations titled The Washing Away of Wrongs. In this book, he recalled a murder by a rice field when a man had slashed a victim repeatedly using a sickle. Now, using a sickle in rice farming was very common, and the murderer, of course, washed away all the blood from his tool. So when all the suspected individuals were called upon to bring their sickles in, they, of course, all looked to be the same. However, what the murderer did not count on was the invisible residue which had attracted many blowflies. Blowflies can pick up the scent of decaying meat up to 16 kilometers away. And when the man was outed by the swarms of flies, he immediately confessed to the crime. Back in the day, people believed that maggots would spontaneously appear in rotting meat, which isn't too hard to believe because this was a time when people readily believed the earth was flat and there was much more magic and mystery. However, in 1668, 
an Italian man by the name of Francesco Redi proved that maggots were the offspring to flies, and that these flies laid eggs in decomposing meat. Fast forward to the 1800s, and it is now known that different insects commonly inhabit decomposing bodies. It is at this time when people started focusing on when each insect would appear, and what their life cycles can tell us about crime, which is known as succession. In 1855, succession was used successfully for the first time in a case to prove the innocence of a couple in France. You see, the couple was remodeling their home when they uncovered a mummified child behind a mantelpiece. Suspicion was immediately placed upon the couple, but the couple had only recently just moved in. In this situation, succession was used to prove that the death of the child happened years before the couple had moved into the house and secured their innocence. The police then traced the murder back to the previous tenants who were, of course, convicted. Now that we know a little more about succession, let's actually take a look at the different families of insects that are commonly found at a crime scene. The first on our list are blowflies in the family Califoridae. These flies feed on carrion, or dead carcass meat, and will inhabit a body anywhere between minutes to hours after death. Different species are found in different habitats. For example, one species is known to visit corpses in bright open areas, while another prefers dark and shaded areas. Knowing these distinctions can help investigators determine if a body had been moved from the murder location. Next on our list are houseflies from the family Muscadae. These ones will start appearing on the body after it has begun to blow, so the appearance of these flies indicate the body has been decomposing for around three to five days. When it comes to beetles, there are quite a few species involved. Some of the most common include carrion beetles, rove beetles, bone beetles, and dermestid beetles. All beetles start entering the carcass only after it has been decomposing for a while. Bone beetles and dermestid beetles are well known for cleaning bones by eating the skin and whatever else is left of the body after most of the soft tissue has already been eaten away by maggots and other insects. I've actually used dermestid beetles in undergrad during a vertebrate management and collections class to clean the skeletons of animals before preparing models. They are honestly very effective. Before we finish today's topic, let's talk about how forensic entomology is commonly used today. Currently, the most common usage for forensic entomology is determining the time lapse of a murder case, but other uses include determining if the body was moved and whether the killer returned to the crime scene. This is possible to notice if the insect life cycles have been disrupted. Other uses are for finding the presence and positions of wounds and or poison. And lastly, in cases of child or senior neglect with a living person. One example of forensic entomology in a real-world case comes from Las Vegas, where a homeless man was brutally murdered in a trash area outside the Las Vegas Strip. The man had multiple stab wounds, but what was most odd was that his penis had been cut off. The initial ruling was that an 18-year-old girl did it due to a previous case of her slashing an assailant in the genitals with a knife as defense. This of course was a major assumption that thankfully got put to rest after a forensic entomologist entered the scene. The forensic entomologist showcased that the body did not have any eggs of blowflies. This indicated that the murder had to have happened after sunset 
when the girl had an impenetrable alibi. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Insects for Dummies. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate it and leave a review. It really helps a lot. Actually, I want to thank some of the people that have recently reviewed the podcast. I noticed a couple new five-star reviews, and I can't thank you enough. I don't know who you are personally, but nonetheless, know that I am very grateful. If you'd like to check out the Instagram page to see pictures of the things that we talk about in this podcast, you can find it at insects4dummies. Or if you'd like to send a listener email, you can do so at insectsfordummies at gmail.com. I'll see you next week.